Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Hey kids, fasten your seatbelts. Let's take off to Numbers Land. Here we go. What can you see on the clouds? One hundred. Two hundred. Three hundred. Gentlemen, cheers! Three hundred. Up your dick. <laughs> Hopefully, no one finds the goat path. The who? The goat the path goat up path. your dick? Goat, <laughs> goat path? What was that he from? Said, Welcome to 300. Oh, that's nice. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Welcome yeah. to 300. Yes. I got it. Get in your 300. We shall jokes podcast now. in I was, the shade. I was, that was mine, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right over Oh, yeah. The fat Pollock strikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good soda. I was, I was connecting your statement mm-hmm. to up good your year. dick, and I'm like, what, what? There's a goat path up my dick? Good God. <laughs> It'd be easier if you goat just docking? take my goat path. <laughs> <laughs> goat docking? You almost made him do a noser no, with did. scotch. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh that burned. That'll keep, that'll keep your sinuses <laughs> open for a week, dude. That oh, wow. will wake your ass up. Mm. You might be the first person to do a noser with Johnny Walker <laughs> oh, Blue. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go out. And Andy's hardcore. He's like, "Fuck the mouth." He pours it right down his nose. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the mouth. You get a better. You gotta get her buzz nasally. It'd be easier if you just Ooh. poured it down my nose. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Gig Shock number three hundred. What? Three hundred. It's the big one. What? I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Andy. Five podcasters on my back. Maple Leaf Matt. Wow. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're, we're regressing now. Wait, who, who is that? Maple Leaf. Who is he? Fa- uh, um, Do I know this guy? He was, he was on for a few podcasts oh, okay. and then disappeared. You might have known him better as Flip Floppy Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Flip Floppy Matt. Me, hey, hey, me and Bonds were hanging out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does just enough episodes to keep his green card. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing you do that makes him lose your green card. So welcome to the 300 celebration. I Woo! don't know what that's going to entail, but it's going to be fun, whatever it is. Nobody Apparently knows. Apparently strong oral. Awesome. The part of yeah. Fact Check Andy will be played by the Swedish chef tonight. <laughs> 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 and if he fails, we have Beaker <laughs> on standby. <laughs> Paul, welcome back from your relaxing vacation. Thank you. It was a relaxing vacation. I actually relaxed. It was great. That's so good to hear because relaxation and you just... They don't go together. Yeah, you get a video game every now and then. That's the best you get. Well, this was the thing. I played the shit out of some, uh, some uh, Smash Brothers on my 3DS. Nice. Played some uh, Pokemon trading card game, which I love that fucking game. Yeah. They reissued it on uh, the Nintendo download on okay. the, the, the virtual console on the 3DS. I have it. I have the cartridge that I played on my Game Boy Color, and I put 70 hours plus into that fucking game. Wow. That's a lot and, for uh, you, man. Yeah. I love that game. Well, it's an easy pick up and put down, and I just love you know, it's like it's a simplified Magic the Gathering. It's it's a good fun game. You might like Hearthstone. That's what I've been playing. Lately. I tried it. I didn't like it. Yeah. So or there. I guess you won't. There, like there's your opinion. Yeah. Don't bother right. with him. All right, don't, Mike, drop him. But it was another one of those things where I'm like, because here's the thing. I just got my PS4, and 
they're planning on bringing out magic. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the one that works. It's gonna this new iteration is gonna work with PlayStation Four and Xbox One and PCs. Oh, they're all supposed to be. Able to they're all cross? supposed to be kind of the same kind of thing. And so it's not going to be an annual reboot. It's going to be iterations on the same core engine. Just keep expanding that one game. That's the idea, at least for the next couple of years. Now, okay. Paul, I have to ask. You, you got your have PS4. to ask. I do have to ask. You, yes. to ask. you got your PS4. Are you now upset that you bought your PS4 because of the new old Uber Vader edition that's coming out with Vader printed on the side of the PS4? I didn't know there was a Vader edition coming out. <laughs> yes. Now I am. Oh, now he's upset. Good job, well, what the yeah, good Now job. I am. Way to start off the episode. No, no, no. My upset already passed because I bought it, and then two days later, I found in the wild the Batman exclusive was sitting there, and I was like, fuck. Oh, no. But I'm not worried about it. I saved 50 bucks, and I'm right. not looking at that console every five seconds. You know, it's, right, right. I'm just playing the games. And it's okay. I might even eventually get an X-Bone at some point. I'm not ruling that out completely. <laughs> but I'm really just kind of edging towards... Uh, PC Master Race? Well, no. The, the, <laughs> the uh, Nintendo NX? The NX, uh, yeah. That's going to be my next uh, console. I'll probably buy it right out the gate, honestly. The way they're talking about it. On each controller? The way they're talking about it. If, if the NX has backwards compatibility with uh, <coughs> Wii U games, it's, mm. a, it's a done deal for me. Okay. Day one. Day one. I wonder if we it will see. because I don't expect it to have that second screen component. I really don't. No. And they're talking about it'll be either a streaming download only or... Um, That's according to that patent that they just yeah. filed. Yeah. Well, you know what the real... What it's really going to be, it's going to be cartridge-based. It's going to be a little flash a little card. Well, SD. It's, yeah, yeah, not and here's flash the, cards Well, per but se. like it'll be, it'll be fucking uh, Amiibos that you plug right into the top of the console. That would not surprise me. Right? Yeah. You, your your game comes as an action figure. Oh, fuck yes! Oh, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> right. That, Speaking that of would, amiibos, yeah. I, if they don't do that, I know. <laughs> if they don't do that, they're stupid. Yeah, and they're not stupid. I your, just saw that giant Yoshi one the other day online. Yeah, I can see that. It's like the new like uber hard to find the amiibo. wool. The one made <laughs> of wool. There's uh, always wool. I'm not There's sure. a game made of wool. I just know this this Yoshi amiibo is supposed apparently like the new. Uh, they're made of the, new the old 8-bit Mario, like as far as like everybody wants it, and it's hard to find. The 8-bit Mario's not out yet. The Yoshi ain't out yet either, I don't think. It's, uh, that's all the that's September. That's why it's hard to find. It's a September 11th wave, yeah. <laughs> Unfortun- unfortunate like, timing, but that's when, that, that's when that Andy, next set is coming out. this is out of your wheelhouse. Just sit back and enjoy I, I, the ride. I can't tell if they're saying it's made of wool or wolves. What wool. The wool. Like the material. Like wool. wool. Comes okay. off a sheep. Wool. That's just as crazy as it's made of wolves. It, is, mean, a, way. it is a tiny knitted amiibo. It okay. look, it's a little crocheted. It really is okay. Yoshi. Right. Yeah. So Made I imagine those numbers over in China. I imagine they will produce Sorry, those Japan. in rather low numbers. But I'm not in any rush to get that one. There's just a few more that I want that are coming out right now. I mean, they they keep making great ones. But I lucked out. I pre-ordered that uh, triple set from GameStop. What's in the triple set? It's uh, it's called the old school pack. It's got Rob, Duck Hunt, and Mr. Game and Watch. Yeah. What's Rob? Rob is the robotic automated or ro- robotic something buddy. The the one that came with the original NES. Oh wow, that thing, yeah. Yeah. But he's the version that is the fighter from uh these are all guys that are in Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. But they're okay. they're cool. Yep. But I think what's great the two good things. Nintendo's trying to fix this whole amiibo problem. But they're also, you know, doing these weird pre orders. But also a lot of those figures 
you know, does that that whole set appeals to old dudes like me. Mm-hmm. Like I have Game and Watch games. Yeah. <laughs> back home. Uh, so I wanted Mr. Game and Watch. I wanted Duck Hunt, of course, because that's a cute one. And uh, Rob, I really wanted. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. They got the dog. That would be one. That's what it is. It's the dog. It's the dog. It, they're a pair in the. You haven't played Smash Brothers. No, I haven't. The new one's great. They pair them up. It's the dog and the duck fighting as a unit. It's really cute the way they do it. That's insane. I know. Right? Enemies. Dog and duck together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> Never been done before. It's adorable, though. Well, anybody that's familiar with the show knows Ancal by now. Matt Heffernan, metal, yes. metal master. Yes. All right. And, and great contributor to our hashtags. Yes. He, uh, he built, made a little something for us. Ooh. Okay. So, Paul, I, if you wouldn't mind, stick those uh, earbuds in your, in your head. Oh, Lord. All right. Because uh, you... We're going to put some hole. sound in you. Yeah. So you're going to have to just lean. Yeah, you might you. have to lean in a little bit. Get, get comfy, sir. That's why I got the <laughs> extender. <clears throat> so, gentlemen, he made us a little Geek Shock melody. Excellent. Based on our favorite properties. Ooh. Right. Uh-oh. Um, right, who can I watch to see what's Ma- going Maple on? Leaf does not have headsets, so we won't be able to hear. So, gentlemen, here we go. I, I'm so excited. For this. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this is this this one's mine. This, is, this is me right here. The Battle of the D13. Got the Forester and Phoebe's Frank. Yeah! Yeah, that's some good this shit. This is my theater right there for me. Woo! Oh hell, I just thought it was coming for me. <laughs> A little 80s Jeff yeah. for you. Yeah. Back to the future. Damn, he's yep. good. Yeah. I'm digging it. Lots of garden, dig it. Man. Yeah, that's how the new movie should open. That is how it should open. I agree totally. I don't know this. I believe it's Friendship is Magic. <laughs> yep. My little that, that's her, that's, yep, that's her uh, <laughs> fact check. Is that Conan? <laughs> yep. Commander yeah. K! Wow! Commander K. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. It's a big finish.
Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, that was I great. That it. was pretty awesome. Yep. I got to say. Wow. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Thanks, Sam. That's amazing. That's great, man. That was an amazing take on the uh, the Mystery Science Theater yeah. opening because that, that is exactly how I would envision somebody doing a rocked out version of it. Yeah. And that was perfect. And then, of course, you know, for me, the Back to the Future thing there. Yeah. Spot on. Our, so, our fruit leather so hats much. are off to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you yes. so much. We appreciate so it. So honored. You, you will, we will probably use that in many things. <laughs> yeah. Next time Matt's on in a couple months, he'll have to do a medal O Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if it was going to be the, the theme from the raccoons or something. It's a good show. Don't knock it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Fucker. Don't, Don't you any, even. Don't take anything away from your quote-unquote culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every Jeez. time we try and make fun of his Canadianness, it works in his favor. So, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress is ready to take him home. Oh Lord! <laughs> Holy we have shit! Physical mail. Yeah, we, we got went to uh, physical mail. Whoa. A physical, as opposed to the room of physical mail. I don't know what is in here. Oh, What's I'm funny is it mail. looks like Whoa, it's gone through hell. It looks like it's gone through <laughs> it hell. It looks like one of those, some one of those gag. Do you want uh, the things where they run the tires over it? Let I'm me let me get you the scissors. I'm afraid if I have scissors, get the poultry yeah, scissors. Poultry shears. Get the scissors. All right, get the poultry shears. And give him Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Can I run with him? Don't guys, give him fucking off. anything. Oh, and you'll trip. Yeah. Wires. It's written on here. Yes. To be open during the taping of your 300th show. It's full of Ebola. Okay. Oh, boy. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Anthrax. <laughs> Anthrax. I actually had to uh, open mail with a mask on and rubber gloves uh, right after 9-11. Did you? I did. Well, how long did you work for Playboy Letters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a card that's taped on the front, too? Or is that... Oh, it is. I didn't realize that. Boy, so Eagle I, Eagle I, would the, I would open the card first. And Eagle Eye 80s. Yeah, open the card. Definitely, maybe that's definitely. very detail-oriented if you didn't to, know. No, yeah. I didn't know that. It might have been easier <laughs> to open the package than get this card off the front. Yeah. You've known me how long, Come on. Paul? Oh, go, Tor, go, go. You know, go, easier go. in both those things. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these are these are claims that have been made yeah, that it's easy. <laughs> but you got to take into consideration what yeah, kinds I'm, of I'm, stalagmites and stalactites no. have to be knocked out of the way. No, I'm, I'm old. Before this dick-sucking occurs. <laughs> I'm old. How many, how many cave bats do I have to fight off before I get to the meaty core? <laughs> you, you, you've gotten the truth. I, I'm old. It's a little bit of work, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's a little bit of work, it's but worth it's worth it. it. <laughs> Trust yes. me, honey. Yes, I was that, enjoying my scotch. That, that, mouth, <laughs> that mouth full of dust that is blown in here. mouth full of dust. <laughs> here we a go. Card. A card. Ah, says, it's a card says. Uh, you brighten the day in so many ways. Oh, oh. Whoa, oh my goodness, it is. What? All right, here we go. Dig in. Uh, dear Geek Shock, big fan of the show, but just kidding. That's pretty great. I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for honoring my fallen grandma. Aww. As long as Geek Shock number 295 is around, my grandma's name shall live on. There you go. It was our honor, sir. Yes. I listened to I listened to it a million times, laughing and crying at the same time. But I have a rule. Never send a thank you card without a gift. Apparently, you have a milestone coming up. Uh, with a call from my artist friend, I had something wired up. Uh, 
sorry, fa- fact check, or is it fat check? Ow. I never could tell. <laughs> <laughs> he is fat. We don't even know anymore. I, I'd say it's fat at the moment. I'll get back to fact. That kind of sums up the whole group, though, here. We're all a little on the tubby side. Uh, especially after dinner tonight. Yeah. I had this based on who was at that episode. Sorry for the rapping, but unless you are my mom or a woman I've seen naked, yes, Paul, that applies to my mom, ugh. But again, (laughs) thank you for the much-needed laughs. Oh, and before I go, Torgo, I got something extra special for you. Hey. No, I'm not turning you human. (laughs) Uh, See, tell you another story of my grandmother. See, it was... If it was one thing my grandmother hated was not saying our name right. So anytime someone pronounced our name, she bought them a gift. I shall continue this tradition, but everyone here is currently exempt. Thanks a lot again, you guys. Keep it up. You guys rule. And maybe I'll bump into you guys. October 18th and 21st. If I do, I owe you a beer. Jake. Nice. All right, Jake. I assume that means they're coming. He's coming to town. I can't imagine. I, I so. mispronounced anybody's name. I don't. No, that, no, that make no, any no. Sense. Of course not. So Ooh. in newspaper, tell you what, Paul. Why don't you go ahead and open that? It's wrapped. It's got writing on print. it. Five What's the writing off? saying? To the cast of Geek, Geek Shock from Jake. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Can't even pronounce the name. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Oh, there's there's more things in here. Oh yes. The sound of unwrapping. Mm. They're unwrapping the things. Paul is looking at it. I love the color commentary there. Yes, yes. Well, somebody has to say something. Otherwise, it's for Google Crinkle Crinkle. Why must I be a teenage jokuru in love? All right, we have something. What do you have here, Torgo? This is this is the one that was just to me. All right, for getting the name wrong. Uh, the care complete home canning instruction. No, wrong thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm reading the wrong thing. What do we got? What have we got? To Todd, a.k.a. Master Torgo. Yes? What am I looking at here? I don't know. <laughs> we can't see it. He doesn't like your gift. Nor can the audience. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm trying to f- trying to figure it out. Okay, you look at that for a minute. Yeah, Paul, what do we got over there? I'm trying got- to get it. Oh okay, my God. it's got writing on the back. Poor oh, uh, Andy. The suspense is killing him. The worst cool. Christmas ever. He just can't Unwrap sit there. Unwrap it, damn it. Shush, shush, shush. It's a bunch of, uh, of pieces in here. Yes. We each get our own. Uh, okay, each one has uh, some writing on the back. Says, uh, so yeah. okay. Paul uh, okay. is a- attempting to gingerly oh. get it out of its little uh, um, protective yeah, sleeve. Yeah, it's the comic book collector me. Fuck off, Andy. <laughs> I didn't say that. That was... <laughs> Andy, you okay. fuck. While you're popping that, I, I finally figured out what this is. Oh, All right, what you. is it? Oh, my God, Jake. This is from the 2016 Manos Hands of Fate 50th anniversary. Oh. This is an autograph of the girl that played the young little Debbie. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Her, her dad was the master, and she was <laughs> Debbie in the 1966 cult oh, classic, Jackie Naaman Jones, just, now the only surviving yeah, cast and crew willing to talk about the experience of Manos, no, the Hands no, of Fate. Really? No, really? The whole crew the crew is like dead for the most part, or they just won't talk about it? Just don't want to talk about it. One or the other. Wow. Torgo is dead. I know that. Oh, my God. Dude, this is amazing. Would you mind grabbing him some scissors, sir? Where did they go? They were right there. You had them. Yeah, we yeah, get them. I hid them from you myself. You hid the poultry shears. Oh my God, Jake! Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, amazing. This is going in a place of honor. Oh God, I'm going to mispronounce all the names. 
I think he gave it to you for pronouncing the name right, didn't he? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that's he what I. That's what I read. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aha! I got one. Right. Got one right. And you got a reward for that. One down, six thousand seven hundred thirty-five to go. What is the name that you pronounce correctly, by the way? Godbold, I believe it is the last name. All right. Dude, it says Two Todd, aka Master Torgo. Oh, I don't have anything in there, and it's killing me. From from Jackie, name and Joe. You are an impatient. I am. Well, and I know it's a autographed picture of what looks like. The debut of the film at the oh, local theater of the movie was theater. Not me, because that was that caused is, by you. That is a picture of young Debbie in the audience with the cast and looks like family. Oh, okay. Wow, nice. Oh, I used to love that rug. <laughs> <laughs> they really tied the room together. Yeah. And then Paul got so damn excited he spooged on it. Did you want to see this, Matt yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we're we're in a mixture of 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 chaos chaos right now. Right. Wow. Jeff is cleaning up Paul's spooge mess. Yes. And and Paul has got the getting the pictures apart. He's wandered away from his microphone and us. That's okay. That's okay. Dude, did you read this card? She's actually like available for bookings and info. DebbieManos.com. Oh, nice. Everybody gets a interview. Everybody gets a one of these. There's Commander K's. Uh, Did anybody see? You got it. Oh, you got it. Great. Go. Uh. Okay. So on the back, I guess I guess these are front backed because I have a two Commander K. Thanks for the tribute. Keep up the good work, Jake. Punish your skull right next to it. And Master Torgo's on the other side. Thanks for the tribute. Keep up the good work. Go Aces as a PS. Andy. Open the damn that's thing. Open e- it. That's open an it. Evansville no. thing. Open no. <laughs> I am not opening it now, motherfucker. Damn you. Damn your eyes. <laughs> Don't let them steal the card and then show it the to you. The aces. Like, that's, that's the college team. Yeah. Oh, my Whoa, God. Whoa. That's gorgeous. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at that. It is a recreation of a comic book cover. Yeah. Says Geek Shock on the top. Yes. And more tales of terror from Master Torgo featuring the famous Paul, 80s Jeff, and Commander K. Wow. All artistically created. Yeah. Dude, this is amazing. Mano's hands of fate, except it's, it's feet. Mano's feet of fate. Yes. yes. That is wow. amazing. It's done in the style of uh, the creepy. Yep. Yeah. That's really great. Dude, and, uh, that and the, is beautiful. On the corner, it is the uh, comic book company is GS, issue number 300. Nice. In the lower corner, it is credited to AnimeGravy.com. All right. Jake, look at that. I am gobsmacked. This is absolutely stunning. So another giant tip of the uh, fruit leather hat to (laughs) AnimeGravy.com. Isn't that the truth? That's okay. We'll we'll live through this. We'll live through this, gentlemen. All right. Not the the artwork we're we're reveling. What we're living through is the spill. Jeff's (laughs) quick... Clean up. You know, the fact that that paper was there really helped, too. Yeah, newspaper. that's amazing. So, you put the so, paper down. So, Jake, you, you saved us in that regard as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> you should have put paper down awesome. every time. I'm so glad I was here for that episode. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, I, I really don't know what to say, because it is absolutely amazing. And seriously, Jake, the honor goes to Grams, yeah. because she was original geek and supported you. 
and and did uh, did what a grandma should do, which is subversively support you, even <laughs> though parents said no. Right. And for that, all geeks out there have to raise a glass and tip the hat. I mean, so that, God bless Grams. That's very similar to your story. I mean, your mom is is the the alpha geek in your life. Right, right. Yeah. She every yeah yeah. So yeah, it's you gotta love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's really, really great work. It's amazing. <laughs> Damn! Oh! Oh my god! That that spill just completely derailed the show. Really? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That that would. I I like to think of that as Paul's tribute to Andy. Yes. Well, it's just, <laughs> it was impressive in the fact that he was being so careful and gingerly yes. opening up the package. And it was just like that piece of tape gave way at just the right moment yeah. and went, boom, right into the Coke. There I got to go. say, he did a great Andy. That was I, <laughs> I, I, I've been an Andy all my life, and I got to tell you, that well, was a great no. Andy. He, he, is an impress- great a, he is a professional improv artist, yeah. and, and doing and impressions it, is it one is. of It was a good impression. and It, it was yeah. a tribute, really. I have yeah. witnessed many Andys in my day, <laughs> some of the finest in Andy history. In fact, weren't you just uh, overseas putting your fingers through a painting if I saw that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's through a pizza. That was, that that was another tribute artist. Twelve-year-old Taiwanese kid. This is my moment. This is for you, Andy. <laughs> uh, actually, he did dedicate that to Steve Wynn. Vegas <laughs> 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 joke. Uh, who knows who gets that bill? Oh, actually, I read an article. Oh, he's on the it. The curator of the museum did ask that the boy not and his family not be held responsible. Oh. They said it was an accident, and they got the insurance cover uh, company to cover it. Actually, they even posted pictures of the restoration artist oh. fixing the painting. So that whole... Uh, uh, that whole thing was actually uh, actually had yeah, a good ain't ending. Nothing now, lasts what, forever. What the hell museum lets you bring in a can of soda into the museum? Is that what happened? Because that's what he put through. Well, it. dude, did you did you, wow. you should see the video because it's the, hilarious. The, the 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 little the little uh, stanchion to hold people away from the thing is literally less than a twelve year old boy's arm length away from the painting. Exactly. <laughs> so when he tripped over the corner, he just had nowhere to go. Ass and over tea kettle. Stuck his he hand out and. Crazy. Yep. The suspension did exactly what it wasn't supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen this video. I've got to see this video. Oh, yeah. yeah. This oh, is it's, why I like to watch shit on TV. We got an internet. Dude, just just join yeah. Andy for a night out. You'll see it <laughs> <Yeah>. live. <laughs> I'll see it get destroyed yeah. live. Actually, you know, honestly, I am a huge klutz, but because I'm a huge klutz, I've got great reflexes. I have caught more things than I've actually dropped. And a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful collection of <laughs> well, broken God knows shit. you've had a lot of okay. practice. Oh, yeah. Torgo, I hate to interrupt real quick, but we keep mentioning the stroke wallet. Yes. Michael Johnson just posted a picture onto our uh, Facebook uh-huh. uh, Ugly Couch Show page uh, in response to the uh, the picture I took for our 300th uh, di- pre-dinner. Yeah. Okay. What is it? It's it is a picture of an old lady clenching a wallet between her teeth. Ah, nice. It has covered a <laughs> That's pretty good. stroke wallet. Nice. <laughs> you know what? Another great band name. That's pretty good. <laughs> that, we should actually make that a Geek Shock tradition. Yeah. That is a hell of a find, <laughs> finding that particular picture. to about 9.30 Pacific okay. time uh-huh. on a Tuesday. All right. Fans should post to our Facebook or to our Twitter 
pictures right. and images for us to react to. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. There you go. So that we, you know, while we're doing the show. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would work. Yeah, they're all the same. you're so in charge of that. There. I said it next to the uh, scary baby. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. Thank it you is. again, yeah, it really Jake. Is great. This is really wonderful. We will post a picture of that, I assume, right? Thank you, yes. Thank you. I, Absolutely not. <laughs> this is ours. And yeah, that's a Absolutely that's a not. that's a perfectly cromulent picture of me from that from that insane. <laughs> I like those. It's pictures. a funny picture yeah. of me. I like it. It's it's good. It's good. Those are yeah. Those yeah. are yeah, oh, yeah. good caricatures. Yeah. Of Captures all of my us. essence. Yeah. Tip top <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh, I love it's it. It's a picture that will live in infamy. And Jake also sent us an email, one that we asked, actually requested him to send. Okay. Now, first off, he opens it, happy 300th episode, guys. Hey, oh. Jake, thank you. Hope you enjoyed my gift. Yes. Uh, so, uh, last week, I asked you guys what to do with my Robert England autographed wedding gift. Oh, ah. yeah. We gave him some solutions. That's right. You asked me to write in to let you know what I did with it. Stump the chumps. <laughs> well, <laughs> you guys are missing this, but he's doing exactly what they do on, on car talk. No! I'll go a little further. Is this the fucking music machine right now? You realize if this is the background music, I'm going to have to turn him down. I mean, I feel like I stuck something in the music machine, and this is what's coming out here. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a children's game machine. where chicken lays an egg at the end. <laughs> uh, continuing the email, I thought about doing the meme thing, but the way Robert signed it, it just couldn't be done without looking tacky. Yes, too tacky to be a meme. Wow. One of, one of my chums said I should get Robert to sign a pic to each of them saying, to what's his slash her name, welcome to single life, bitch. Nice. I, I honestly that considered welcome, that. Bitch. <laughs> welcome back to single life, bitch. Oh, you guys. <laughs> I honestly considered that, especially picturing Robert England thinking, what the hell, as you sign them. <laughs> yeah, that's not a scary tea. Yeah. We're here for you, scary tea. Yeah, don't even worry about it, tea. We're, uh, <laughs> we get your back, bro. Uh, yeah, don't, don't sweat it. But then I thought, yeah, I can see it right now. I get the package, then look at my Facebook, and behold, they're back together again, unquote. What? No, not going to do that. My friend, my favorite, was to go out and find two people with the same names, get them together, and then they get yes. married. Boom, I got them a present. Excellent. <laughs> I love this idea. However, I have enough trouble getting myself hooked up, let alone hooking other people Aww. up. Yeah, so, welcome to the club. I'm at work, and one of my fellow horror-obsessed co-workers overheard me ranting about this, and he said, you've got an autographed photo of Robert England." I said, yes. I'll buy it from you and hang it up with pride. I said, but it's not made out to you. He said he didn't care, and he'll give me half of what I paid. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> I told him I would do it, but under the condition that should my chums get back together, he'll sell it back to me for the amount and whatever he paid for the frame. He agreed. So now my coworker has a pic of Robert England hanging on his wall, and I got half of my money back and assurance that I can still give the, the 
chums a gift as a kick-ass gift should they get hitched. I did ask my chums if they will get back together again, and they said maybe, which we all know means no. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they asked what I got them. I said a double-ended dildo shaped like a TARDIS. Excellent. <laughs> that would be pointy. Ow. <laughs> Sad it's thing. bigger on the inside. Sad yeah. thing is they actually believe me. <laughs> they believed him, sure. So thanks a lot for the advice, guys. Keep up the good work. Jake. Yes. I got two in this episode. Did you, are, you count, are you keeping track? <laughs> we, we can't it not. Only took <laughs> hey, hey, it only took 300 episodes. And you have to one of these days. Hey, hey, so for our listeners out there, take two big drinks. <laughs> and if you want to go for the bonus round, he burned off a couple good ones at uh, supper, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, I did. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, we you, sh- you should have been, been with us in the car ride down, too. Oh, boy. We were having a, a chuckle fest for all four of us in the wow. truck, stuck in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that was a chuckle traffic fest. Was awful. Yeah, how did I get behind you guys so quickly? Would you? I don't, I don't know. know. That yeah. was weird. You got behind us real quick, huh? Yeah. Uh, here's another email. Dear the Paul Show. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Congratulations, the Paul Show and all of Paul's guests <laughs> from Geek Scat on reaching episode 500. Wait, wait. Let me correct this. It's wow. not guests anymore. We're minions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're minions now. It was a shame Paul uh, was nah, too nah. busy with his other more fun life <laughs> that he actually missed the real celebration episode that was ludicrously labeled as a half episode. <laughs> as I understand it, Paul had to miss this historic episode as I have heard through the grapevine that he had to join the Navy so that he could stare <laughs> at sailors in uniform or something like that. No, it's yeah, a- Paul. <laughs> Gotta get my dose of semen wow. wherever I can. There, there, is our, there is a military to lose. <clears throat> Admiral Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, well done on reaching the big thousandth episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I look forward to continue watching the Paul Show and Geek Squat guests well into the future. I managed to get four friends and my brothers to regularly listen to the Paul Show. And as knock-on effect, they've also become churners who also follow the Sorbet Club starring the fabulous (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Now, wait. See, we got four... Huh? We got four for us. Yeah. So we got a pyramid scheme going on. Fuck your obelisk scheme. No, obelisk is the way. Obelisk, obelisk is, the is the only sorbet way. Club. <laughs> sorbet Club. Keep up the good work, your viewer, Gaming Mill. P.S. Please, please, please tell me that as part of your th- 30th episode mm. celebration, <laughs> that you're going to bring, bring back Paul's best friend of Ice Bucket Challenge unfamed, Dongo the Deer. <laughs> oh! I, I missed the banter oh. and the pure love that they had together. Oh, wow! Yeah. Paul, did you write this? <laughs> no did doubt, you? just no. like several others who missed poor old Dongo. He had a lot of time in the boat. He could oh, have gave me oh, no. Have that no, is that is, uh, That's wonderful. That is he didn't have internet access the on the boat. in-depth fan. Quality stuff, Gaming Mill. Thank you. <laughs> How's that beer treating you, Andy? Oh, very good. In fact, you're a cider. What's it? What's the taste they're giving you? Boom! Um, yeah, cider. pow! Just just cider. Well, it's, it's cider. It's a uh, ginger cider with fireball in it. All right, sounds yeah. good to me. What is actually in it, Jeff? Huh? What's actually in it? Uh, have you looked at the bottle? <laughs> yeah, I just can't remember. Well, look again. You'll see what's actually in it. Oh, I'm terrified. Wow, the subtlety. <laughs> what's what is going on right now? I'm guessing that's a gummy worm. <laughs> 
It's about twelve gummy bears. <laughs> but they're it's all a Mexican they're cider. All, they're they're all the orange flavored. It's an angry orchard, so they're all orange flavored. So it's, so so it's a cinnamon orange ginger <laughs> cider. Cinnamon orange ginger. I apple believe cider. you have made the geek sm- geek shock smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you really should have let him finish. Well, I love that you didn't get to any of the bears. Yeah, he choke and die. You know, I can't. No, there's still not that. that. Okay, he can't. We we were afraid, knowing you, that you would have choked on one of the bears (laughs) as you were you were drinking. Wanted to warn you before it got too close. Yeah, apparently I got Heimlich duty. Oh, (laughs) but I was able to sneak away. You have to be a caterpillar. Commander K, it could be worse. It could have been on mouth to mouth duty, like yeah, hey, Jeff no, over there. Yeah. Oh, mouth to mouth duty. Uh, <laughs> Quick, make him gag, Jeff. That sounds like the ATM cupcake to me. It does. All right, zip. <laughs> Again, it would be easier. Well, never mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the first Star Wars better. experience. We had the person write in and say, yes. you know, whether or not they should bring their small child to their first Star Wars. We had a few people yeah. writing in about their own experiences on it. Awesome. So, first one's from Ankow. Hello to you, wonderful people from Ankow. After hearing you talk on Star Wars and your early memories, it got me thinking of my very first interaction or even knowledge of Star Wars. I was four or five years old, and I was at my local park. I was making my fish thing from the show Stingray what? <laughs> dive through the sandbox. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I, I know had, what they mean I now. had to read that a few times to figure that's one. I don't know. That sounds like code for something. <laughs> I like it. I was making like my something. fish thing from the show Stingray dive through the sandbox. Yes. The toy. Yes. yes. And that's much better than a giant-sized man thing. And I hit something. <gasps> After Ooh, digging cervix? it up. <laughs> a cervix. <laughs> After digging up, I found a white-clad figure. What? Asking my dad what this is, he told me it was Luke Skywalker from a film called Star Wars. In my head, I imagined he would walk across clouds because of his name. After After taking me home with the figure, he dug out the videos and showed me what would become a series I still love to this day. Thank you for the weekly injection of geek to help me through work, Sam Heffernan and Cow. You got it, awesome, Sam. Awesome, awesome, and Cow. Thanks, buddy. And awesome to your dad, too. Yeah, making good on that action figure promise. Yeah, really. Absolutely. And we also got this one. Just listen to episode 299. I have a first Star Wars movie story for the dad who was wondering whether to take his son to episode 7. My oldest son was born on January 23rd, 1997. The original trilogy was re-released that year for the 20th anniversary with Star Wars coming out January 31st. Yeah. I, of course, wanted his first movie to be Star Wars since it was an option. It was an old-style theater in a stadium-seating world, so there were very few people there, and my wife was prepared to take him out the moment he made any sound, but that wasn't necessary. He latched onto those breasts, got a belly full, and took a nap. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I want to see episode seven. (laughs) I I want to watch any movie that way myself. That's what I remember watching episode seven. Watching episode yes. one, <laughs> it was all, yeah, really. Uh, the, this is less congratulations to you and more to mom. Yeah. <laughs> but as Padres I recall, good, but man, I was gonna say, but as I recall, that was a sour belly full that you got for watching mm. episode one. Now that's what I call pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> the little bastard didn't even watch. <laughs> Wait, of course, a, where something we're missing here is a bastard too. <laughs> of course, his kid. Of course, if she let me play with her tits during the movie, I probably wouldn't watch either. 
Who am I kidding? (laughs) (laughs) This was Star Wars on the big screen. For the first time in 20 years, I would have watched the movie. Two and a half years later, episode one came out. He hadn't been to a movie theater since then, but this was Star Wars. So we took him on the first Saturday, like 80s Jeff. He sat there slack-jawed and enthralled by the glorious sight of giant Jedi and Sith and pod racing. Now that's what I call pod racing. <laughs> so now this is pod racing. <laughs> so <laughs> let's try spinning. That's a good trick. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. brain! It's true. It hurts it so bad. It hurts. It hurts. So bad. Oh. Are oh, no. you an yeah. angel? Oh yeah, that's the take I want to keep. Yeah, <laughs> keep that take. That's a wrap. Great, great work, everyone. Oh boy, oh. part time. I gotta go sit down. Part time. <laughs> okay, seriously, oh, Paul. Which is your bigger fantasy, the Mr. Machine sex or the boob sucking while watching Star Wars? What are you saying? <laughs> Are you sure you're asking Paul's fantasy? Did you say mystery yours. machine sex or I, I Mr. Machine answer. sex? I heard <laughs> mystery machine. I heard Mr. Machine. Yeah, <laughs> I heard Mr. Mr. Machine too. too. What's your biggest fantasy? Mr. Machine sex or Paul? I am Mr. Machine. You're all the gummy bears. What's your biggest fantasy? Come over. Are you suddenly turning into fucking Larry Flint? I want to know what your biggest fantasy is. You know, you're looking for Mr. Machine What's sex? What's this letters to penthouse thing? Larry this doesn't make Flint sense. Andy. That's what I call pod racing. <laughs> I don't want to like your pod racing unless I... Yeah. I'm I got my Shabulba in her shit. I put my, I put my Shabulba in her Grieber Duber. What's it, what's other guy's name? There's, there's a bunch of fucking potters. Shabalba. Can we get Courtney Love to play his wife? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Courtney's a great actress. Uh. You know. She's really good. Uh. She's as great as Shabalba. Sounds like a fat a Bill real, Cosby now. She's a real good well, <laughs> it's not like it's a big stretch. <laughs> no, it's. Uh. Well, you can't feel anything, so you know. It's a small stretch. You were my Shabalba. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you okay? Oh, you I remember his name. Now. You lost his name. It's Odie Mandrell. That's the <laughs> Odie Mandrell. Oh. Here's the problem. I know these fucking names. <laughs> I know the names of fucking pod racers. <laughs> Odie Mandrell, Sebulba. Sebulba. <laughs> He knows too. Odie Little Mandrell. Anakin Skywalker. Who else was there? Oh, uh, oh, it'll they'll come to me tonight. <laughs> sure they will. I'll sure remember will. some more. So I saw that movie too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, take your son. He probably won't remember it. <laughs> Please take your son. Oh, no respect. Damn. <laughs> he, he probably won't remember it, but he will later enjoy the story. And you'll treasure the memory and the knowledge that however you screw up later, at least you knew enough to start him out right. And somebody's getting boobs. At what age does a son enjoy hearing the story of latching onto mom's (laughs) boobs and sucking? Duncan? (laughs) (laughs) I I should say that Andy's son, Duncan, is here. (laughs) Yes. Don't call child services, please. That's an 18-year-old man next to you. He's not a child anymore. (laughs) Uh, And finally, this email. Feedback you don't give a shit about. 
I discovered Geek Shock and Ugly Couch Show a few months ago and mainlined it all in a month. Holy shit. That's dangerous. That person was bored. There doesn't seem to be any permanent damage. Good. (laughs) It doesn't show for a while. Eight to ten weeks. (laughs) <laughs> then I mainlined two more shows with big back catalogs. Uh-huh. Thank you guys for getting me to finally sit down and listen to Pen. Oh, good. I originally searched Dogcatcher for Geek, and I found you guys. Then followed Paul to ICS, and then Maddie D to Sunday School. There you go. Really just writing in to tell you episode 443 of This American Life mentioned that Rasta Banana is the most popular prize at Worlds of Fun in an amusement park in Kansas City, Missouri. Been there many times. I like to think that's due to all the shock monkeys wanting their own Rasta Banana. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, and for those who don't care, uh, eat to live for two months and down 50 pounds. Way to go, Good bud. Good for you. Fantastic. It's, it's hard, though. Specifically it did it because of you, Paul. Thank you. Hey. And, I, Paul, and Paul didn't even do it because of him. I, <laughs> I tell you, I, tell yeah. you, I, I talked to Looking a bunch of, the, yeah, a bunch of shock it. monkeys and, and scoops at the fest. I'm, I will have. I I intend to get back on the diet. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Obviously, we saw you tonight. Uh, yeah, clearly T- tonight was a feast. But well, it was yeah. That poor baby didn't tonight, stand a chance. Tonight qualifies as rare and appropriate. However, I've been making pretty much every day rare and appropriate. <laughs> so uh, that's not good. But uh, I thank you. I'm still down from where I was, which is good. But I do need to get back on the wagon a bit. Yeah. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad. Uh, I mean, and hats off to Matt and Penn for all the work they did, too. Mm-hmm. They really dropped crazy Every ideas. time you guys drop a bucket show picture or a scoop fest picture, you look at Matt and your model. I know. It's, it's crazy. Just- all right, Paul, I'll give you some uh, something to work for. If you keep staying fat and Matt keeps staying slim and you know sexy looking, yes, you guys are <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Why, we're there already. <laughs> yeah. I've been a bad Boy. You know, Andy, you would have been better off just telling me it'd be easier to suck your dick. <sighs> I already used that one too many times. They don't know yeah. about the batteries. He used his cards. <laughs> his cards are all spent. Yeah. Loving everything the cast does, Ryan H. Thanks, Ryan. P.S. You probably shouldn't read the remainder on the air. Uh, really don't have <laughs> to will. Read, read any of it on the air. <laughs> just wanted the cast to know there is a geek in Pennsylvania who loves your shows. P.P.S. Uh, Torgo said P.P. And he stumbled over the pronunciation, and he stumbled over the pronunciation of that, too. That joke may not have worked, but I'll leave it in the hands of fate. It worked. (laughs) The hands of fate. Nice. Nice. PPS. Hey, that wasn't too bad. Much better than my first idea for an email. I was just going to figure out ways to shove XD into every sentence. (laughs) (laughs) But you've had people fishing with XD lately, so I don't need to figure out why I would talk about my Springfield 45 XD or why I'd ask you guys to think if I should buy a Ford XD Falcon or a Scion XD. I can't afford a Defender XD, but I, I, those are some badass Land Rovers. <laughs> I don't have to ask Paul if he's played Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, or if anyone thinks an emulator could run the game on X86 if the XD bit is working. And what does XD bit do anyway? I don't, I don't need to ask how I should dispose of all these old XD picture cards that I have on XD cam films. <laughs> I don't want people to see. I do wonder if you guys ever noticed that XD is also an emoticon that's very happy. I I heard there's one for Disney, but I can't remember how that one goes. (laughs) (laughs) PPPPS. Holy shit. Over 300 episodes. Wow. And PPPPPS. Who the hell uses postscripts in an email? Excellent. 
Nice work. <laughs> Apparently you do. Yes. Props to getting postscripts right, because the number of people yeah. who do PSSS drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw those people. They use the wrong version of there. Yeah, it'd be easier to suck Andy's dick. Oh, that one drives me crazy. <laughs> Almost everything would Andy's be. dick drives you it's, crazy? It no, could be. The, the there, T-H-E-I-R versus T-H-E could be the other apostrophe way. R-E. That's not a cardinal or sin. Or T-H-E-Y apostrophe what? R-E. It's not a cardinal sin to have the P-S-P-S-S-P-S-S. It's a papal sin. Because it's still saying post at the top. Post script, 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 script. So if you use the first... Fuck it. You're an apologist. Yeah, you know no, not an apologist. Right fucking here. can work. You know what? He's the only one that can argue with this because he's the only one that has Latin training. So that's, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him go with that one. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad yeah. you're letting him, Andy. That stops me cold. Yeah, guys. I have Latin training. <laughs> he does. Latin he training. speaks Latin. You know what? You know what's crazy is... is I uh, think this... I have Latin training. Be working. <clears throat> what kind of training? Latin. I know Lambada, the forbidden dance. Like, like, like and Andy, wow, you know what? It's a Latin dance, Paul. But it's a dead language. Only what? people as old as me got that. Oh no! Yeah, Andy. So that means dead people. And uh, <laughs> Andy, I'm playing the booze to the graves is a relative term for you. There's a bunch of laughing tombstones out there. Tonight. Really, really sweet cider. So yeah, of course it's sweet, happen? you dumb dumb. <laughs> it's full of hey, gummy worms. Hey, the gummy worm just hit my mouth for the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, Whoa. that's what she said. You got your first bear to mouth touch. Yes, there? indeed. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> wow, I could actually smell it there for a second. It is- oh, oh! <laughs> no, I, I, I can smell it from here. Just it's the tip, huh? It smells like apple here. ginger orange. <laughs> apple ginger orange. So did it increase the flavor? Did it, or did it, it help? It made the it much much sweeter. Yeah. Okay. Good. The further I get down, the sweeter it gets. Look at that. You know what? That's, that's, what that's exactly what I want to hear from a woman. <laughs> Starting to get a little Kira syrup. Closer to the bone. Sweeter is the meat. Last slice of Virginia ham is the best that you can eat. Don't go talking about my baby. She's slender, but she's sweet. Oh, closer to the bone. The sweeter is the meat. Yow! Wow. And he's the one who hasn't been drinking. <laughs> Yep. And it's in as old as me. And that song's from like 1930. Yeah. It's Louis Prima. Yes, I is. know good music. Yes, you I do. I have Latin training. <laughs> 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 Louis Prima was Latin. He was? No, oh, yeah, he was Prima Italian, was a- I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, who has joined Latin us train. on this 300-episode journey. We this don't crazy, nutty you. journey. And Speak we couldn't do it without yourself. you. So I deserve every one of you. He does. <laughs> He's looking at the gummy well, bear. Paul said show. that though. Welcome to the Paul show. As everyone. opposed to Matt, who's in pain. Yes. Matt ate too much meat. How <laughs> do you get closer to the bone? Yeah. Yeah. Was this your first time at a barbecue joint, son? What's going on? No, it's just it's not sitting right. It's rebelling against your Canadian entrails. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say for the That's record, great A U.S. prime beef, and it's like fuck this shit. We're on we're on foreign soil. Everybody in this we're about r- to make you foreign soil yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this room had the barbecue except for. Oh, that's yeah. right. You Maybe ate right. a hamburger at yeah. a barbecue a joint. What the fuck's wrong with blue you? cheese, motherfucker? Did you I get told a blue you cheese stay away from that shit? Now, Matt. Is that because you don't like barbecue as a rule? No, I like barbecue. I just but felt like a blue cheeseburger. Really? Yes. Uh, it did have as barbecue sauce on it. As opposed to all the awesome it. barbecue that was there? 
Yes. <laughs> All the awesome barbecue that Duncan did not eat. I know. He was like, oh, I'm a very picky eater. I'm like, at a barbecue joint? What's wrong with you? It wasn't pizza or chicken fingers. He wasn't eating it. <laughs> pizza or chicken fingers. That's, that's a couple food groups. Yeah, sure. Closer uh, to the bone. <laughs> sweeter is the meat. I have a Last achieved. slice of Virginia ham is the best that you can eat. I have, so, I have achieved uh, the uh, Geek Shock uh, smoothie. I have, I've done to the bottom of it. Nothing there but worm. You Boys, there's something to ascribe to. It's bears. It's going to be bears. Geek Shock smoothie. No, I suggest <laughs> now, you wait until the second date before uh, you introduce Andy, it. Andy, I need you to try and get some bears in your mouth out of there. Yeah, get some bears in your mouth, Get them all. Andy. Put them in your mouth. you got to catch them all. Get them in your mouth. <laughs> Did you get a few? Open Was it up. a bunch of oh. them that came flying? Tickle with, with your tongue. His face ah. got smaller. How are they? Oh, man, the they're look s- on your face. They're soaked in ale. <laughs> Take it all, buddy. They're slimy. Slimy. <laughs> That is an acquired taste, and it comes with love. Kind of like a booger oh, bear. Oh, God, it's love, isn't it, too? Yeah. Like Jesus a booger Christ. bear. <laughs> you just better hope that Angry Orchard ate a lot of pineapple. That's all I got to say. Oh. <laughs> and asparagus. Asparagus helps. <laughs> really? Pineapple. Yeah. Pineapple. Come on pineapple now. and asparagus. Aside from gastrointestinal issues, what? What do you, what do you want to talk about geek-wise, gentlemen? What would you do this week? I, I to Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beat. I had big a slimy bear. activity. It was. Well, honestly, I On went to uh, I went to this place called the uh, Frog and Onion Pub, and they had a game room in the back. So of course, I went right for the game room, and they had a couple of broken arcade machines, a pool table, a foosball thing, and then they had two. Back glasses from broken pinbots up on the walls. Decoration. So back I took a, glasses. I took a picture of that. Yeah, the back nice. glass from the. I thought you were gonna say I stole one off the wall. They don't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stole a pinbot back glass. That's the move. That's the move when you're in Bermuda. Steal, <laughs> steal pinbot back glass and then take it back on the boat. Don't you know what they do to you when you steal back glass in Bermuda? Jesus Christ, you wouldn't be here. You know, you know what the thing is. He'd like, be working the daiquiri mines. Here's what you got to. Here's what you got to think <laughs> about. Daiquiri daiquiri there's, there's a back glass pinbot back there. What you got to remember is, someone brought a pinbot to Bermuda. Yes, that's no mean feat. It's true. You know how much that fucking would have cost. You know how much pinbot cost. You know how much it cost to take pinbot to Bermuda. That's shipping. You know crate. how much he fucking drinks. <laughs> How was it, was the game in good shape? No, it was just There's the back glass. glass. Oh, I thought there was a pinball. I thought there was a pinball. No, did you forget that back glass? Was it in good shape? It's in terrible shape, actually. The only the only fucking thing left was the back glass. You dumb shit. <laughs> Looked like somebody really had a fucking field day with it. I had a feeling robot in jail had something He's to do with so it. <laughs> pinbot and robot in jail. Robot they jail. go way back. Robot in jail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That guy's my fucking cousin. <laughs> He's back. He moved to Bermuda as soon as I got locked up. He didn't want the family reputation to follow him. Oh, man. Oh, what, what happened to him there that he just backlashed now? It's not easy to be a robot in Bermuda. Were <laughs> you working the daiquiri mines? He, he worked the daiquiri mines when he first got there, but he hit a vein of salt yeah. <laughs> oh it yeah tu- it turned into a margarita mine <laughs> <laughs> they fired him. Mine? he assaulted everyone he could 
It's so it happens so, so we've often. got. Oh, okay. Let me get this straight. We've got a robot in jail and a pinbot in Bermuda now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, I want to make sure that we're all <laughs> I think, set yeah, here. I think we got it. Okay. <laughs> Open it up, Commander K. Wait, oh, what does a pinbot Bermuda sound like? Oh, the water. <laughs> Why did I come to an island? <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> I thought he'd have a Jamaican accent or something. No. Why would he have a Jamaican accent in Bermuda? <laughs> I'm in Bermuda, man. Oh, <laughs> shit. This is Jamaica. Because I don't know Andy, you were so fucking no, racist. Yeah. No, 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 you no. Get no. off of this podcast, you, you, you racist. You're right, Andy, though. But every time Jeff. every time we were talking about it, I was putting on the Jamaican accent. like, island time, brother. And they're all like, where are you? You're in Bermuda. And I'm like, I don't care. Island time translates across the sea. Hey. <laughs> now, what the, is is there a Bermudan accent? There's a not Rasta banana. Well, there actually there is Bermudan slang. Okay. Oh. There's Bermudan slang. So uh, when they're saying like, "Hey, what's well, up?" Give me a daiquiri. Eh? If you're wanting to say, "Hey, what's up?" It's uh, not you, Canadian you done, slang. Man? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It, what? You're saying if you're just gonna say, "Hey, what's up?" If you're passing somebody. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna say, "Hey, what's up?" They just say, "You done, man? You done?" Kind of like, "How you doing?" Okay, but, you but done? you're done. Just you done? I'm done. <laughs> um, and well, yeah, believe it. What that makes all the sense. Then, of course, there's uh, Wagwan. Wagwan. Yeah, what's going on? Okay, okay. Um, that I get. And then, uh, apparently, on the island, flexing is the term for <laughs> chilling. Okay. Relaxing. Like, hey, what you doing, man? Oh, I'm flexing. That's different from what flex means here. Right. Yeah. It means like, it, and because the other thing would be like, hey, what you doing? I'm flexing. Well, I see that. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have to go like, what are you doing? You'd know. Because yeah. you'd see him flexing. No, right? I, didn't, I didn't mean on the main one. I meant in Vegas. What does flexing mean in Vegas? <laughs> it's a K-bar, man. Yeah, Paul, you ignorant <laughs> idiot. How did you not know that? He's always at the gay bars. Didn't we establish this already? No. It's called oh. flex. It's not called flex in. It's called flex. I, I, my point is made. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to work on this one. What? He's, I said he's always at the gay bars. He knew what it was called. He corrected me. I read sure. signs as I drive past them. Strokey. <laughs> <laughs> What's that say? Flexing? What's that say? Kate Martin? What's that say? Walmart? Hey, now in all There's fact, only one person in the room that went to flex with that. What's that say? Shelling? I want to go to the Shelling station. Andy tripped on the curb and stumbled into the club. Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fell right on a dick. And it then, happens, oh, to, the oh, happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. One in a million shot, Doc. <laughs> one in a million shot. One in a million shot. I should point out that I did not say it'd be easier for me to suck somebody else's dick. Guys, no, because you had a stroke wall in your mouth. <laughs> I have to warn you. We did a we did a a bank show for Ice Cream Social, and yeah. I told one of my crazy long monkey jokes. Oh, good God! You remember that? Oh man! Which From way one. back Trek days, and even before that was my college days. Crazy oh, long monkey jokes that go nowhere. Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. The, the ones that actually don't have a punchline. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Did you totally sucker Matt and Jacob into on that? Yeah, oh, they were nice. oh my god! Matt was so unhappy. Well, because we, <laughs> we got one, we got one from a reader that had the same kind of vibe, and I was like, "Oh, this is inspiring," and so I had to tell mine. I only told one, so That's I got to tell you for that. Oh, I got to our listeners listen out there. That. He's done that kind of thing on the show, but you have no idea. Back at Trek. <laughs> 
He, I, I'm not kidding you. This is not an exaggeration. Because he spent the show's 20, are only an hour and a half long. <laughs> he spent 20, 25 minutes setting up the joke, and there was no punchline. It was a monkey, a monkey joke that went nowhere. Like so, remember, do you remember parts of the monkey joke? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> there was extensive therapy I, to forget it. I, remem- I, re- I remember the whole letdown of there not being a, a punchline. That like, is a, patiently waiting so for the story the to get The story completed. I told them today was about six minutes, and I was like, I told you guys the short version. So they, were, <laughs> they were like, fuck off! <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, so, they got spared. For, for those of you listening to both shows or even all three shows, you have that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, down the road somewhere, <laughs> that'll come up, and you'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? So hey, the this, shock monkeys will know. This is a reward for the shock monkeys. They'll yeah, be yeah. able to go, oh, this is not going anywhere. I can just stop worrying. Right, you can just skip ahead. <laughs> just skip minutes. ahead. Oh, no, you got to listen to it, but you don't have to worry about Take it going anywhere. Take a couple anywhere. drinks. You don't have to one. listen to it. We can wait in rapt anticipation of the reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? I listen to the... Hugo Awards, or oh I paid God. attention on the Twitter feeds of the uh, Worldcon Science Fiction Convention's Hugo Awards. There's so, a bit of a bit of a hubbub around this. Oh year. my goodness! All right, so those out there that have not been following the Hugo Awards hubbub, uh, so give us the canned version. Tell right. us real quick, just right. for those, what is the what are the Hugo Awards? Uh, I'll do the TLDR first. Wired.com did a very nice article. Uh, just put it out about the Hugo Awards. So if you go to Wired.com, search Hugo Awards, literally H-U-G-O Awards, you will get a, an actually pretty balanced but nevertheless accurate picture of what's been going on. Now, we know about Gamergate. We know about all sorts of culture wars, baloney. That's even extended into the world of science fiction. The past several years, there's been a rise in diversity in editors and writers and fandom. And Hugo is the Science Fiction Novel Award. The Hugo Award awards. is given by the World Science Fiction Society. It's a convention that's held every year. Started in 19... Uh, it actually started... Oh, crap. Like late 30s, early 40s. But the Hugo Awards were first given out in 53. They're named after Hugo Gernsback, who was the founding editor of Amazing Stories and a whole slew of science fiction titles. Before there was science fiction, he actually tried to get it named Scientifiction. Mm. Get it? Ah, Scientific fiction, yeah. Uh, Somebody uh, who has a better sense of verbal scanning got science fiction. Oh, I don't think they had a better... That's (laughs) fucking gold. (laughs) Missed opportunity. Anyway. You know what? In another place where they know the Berenstein Bears? (laughs) (laughs) It's Scientifiction. Right, Right, there you go. That alternate reality. But um, Gernsback was respected enough that the Hugos were named after him, or, or nicknamed, because they actually started out as the World, the Science Fiction Achievement Award or something like that. It's given out to short stories, the variety of short story links, novel, novelette, novella, editors, fan awards, and of course, best novel. Now, this past couple of years, there has been some conservative pushback against the growing diversity coming into science fiction. And <clears throat> a couple years ago, a gentleman, Larry Correa, who's actually the author of the very popular Monster Hunter Nation novels, Monster Hunter International novels, which are actually pretty fun urban na- uh, fantasy-type novels. <clears throat> He's a conservative gentleman. Okay. Used to be a Republican lobbyist. 
NRA lobbyist. The man teaches concealed carry courses. I mean, he's a full-on gun shop, used to be a gun shop owner type dude. He started something called the Sad Puppies Ballot. Participating into the Hugo Awards, he proposed authors and stories that typically in the last several years have been ignored. Uh, Adventure-focused science fiction as well as science fiction and fantasy from artists and writers who are, uh, shall we say, right of the left. Okay. Now he something got, that has more his political point of view. Exactly. And he was also included in some of the balloting suggestions. But basically he put it out, you know, put the, get these people nominated. Because the Hugo Award nomination process, you have to be a member of the convention. You can be a non-supporting member where you don't have to attend. You just pay a fee and you're a supporting like $40, member. $40, right? $40. And you get to participate in voting. Can you start over? I had to pee. And so <laughs> what happens is, is he gets a few names on. Nobody really wins, but he gets a movement kind of going. Now, the general thought is that there are a bunch of leftist, academic, um, MFA types who are dominating the conversation in science fiction and the awards ceremony. You only have, there only are a couple hundred people who participate in the nominating process. And so there was another year where he put out another slate and people voted. And once again, a few people that he recommended got in. But it was more or less the general trend in modern science fiction and fantasy people getting noticed, getting voted on. This last year, a gentleman named Vox Day threw himself completely behind it. Vox Day is a crazy dude. Okay. He calls himself a Christian libertarian. He is a very opinionated individual. And by opinionated, I mean racist, misogynist, homophobic. Uh, he Wait, wouldn't a Christian libertarian be a selfish person who believes God is talking to him? That's also what he is. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Vox Day is his pen name, Voice of God. Although he says so one's, that... One's a Jeb supporter, the other one is a Trump supporter. Something like that. Vox Day comes along... And he actually proposes a full-out slate. Now, what he did is he suggested five nominees for his people to vote for. The nominating categories are five nominees deep. Okay. And just by having a couple hundred people participate in this voting, they actually dominated the nominating categories for the Hugo Awards. Oh, wow. In most of the categories. Totally all five. And we're talking about, like, Three category, three votes for novella from one offer, who's a rather notorious homophobe. So it's like having like one whole section, all Ann Coulter books. Yeah, kinda, sorta. And his publishing house, Castalia House, which is Vox Day's little independent publisher that he publishes stuff through that really wouldn't go through other publishers, got a whole bunch of nominated nominations. Vox Day got a nomination for long-form editor. A lot of people got upset at this. <clears throat> now, this has been that's going Stuff through. and ballot, right? Yeah. That's what people called it. Um, I mean, I look at it as he caught regular Hugo nominating voters with their pants down. 
and he actually got uh, he he actually exploited a sense of complacency because really the nominating is only a couple hundred people it is not a whole bunch of people and he really took it over okay and a lot of people did accuse it of ballot stuffing so there was a whole bunch of talk back and forth. A lot of people on both sides of the issue got very angry. There was a lot of name-calling, a lot of antagonism, a lot of animosity. George R.R. R. Martin weighed in on a lot of this. A lot of people don't realize that George R. R. Martin may have come into the public consciousness only in the past few years with Game of Thrones. But he's actually been involved in science fiction since the 70s. Right. He was a fan when he first attended Worldcon watched people that he admired winning and was like, someday I want to do this, and was actually a, pop, a growing and popularity science fiction writer for decades prior to Game of Thrones. And he's been acting as something of the voice of reason through all of this. You can go to his, okay, it's Live Journal, <laughs> but his blog is on Live Journal, and you can go there to actually see him talking about a lot of the controversy. George R. R. Martin is Russian? So... <laughs> I'm just going to ignore Andy and keep going. It's usually a good idea. Now, um, they had the Hugo Awards this weekend. Uh, they do what is called, what used to be called the Australian balloting system. You vote your five ballots. You vote them in order of uh, who you think should win in a given category. Okay. And what they do is they total up, they throw out the weakest, then they retotal based on your first place, second place, third place choices, and retotal again until they have a winner. One of the options is no award. And a lot of people chose no award on those categories that were completely dominated by those puppies. They called themselves the sad or rabid puppies. Now, rabid is the Vox group, right? Sad puppies were established by Correa as a tongue-in-cheek uh, point to the conservative sad puppies who were constantly left out of the voting. The rabid puppies was from Vox Day, who gets as good as he gives. He goes out on nasty rants on his blog, which is popular, and he gets back from people who come back at him. Very popular science fiction author John Scalzi is a frequent Vox Day uh, clasher. Um, the up-and-coming um, author Nora Jemison who is a black author and who has been doing more diverse fantasy and has naturally come under scrutiny from Vox Day, has been uh, also going after him. They both, they all three, they just clash. Vox Day really didn't score points with a lot of the mainstream. I imagine not. When he called Jemison a half-savage. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right, because literally, you dude, you should go to the blog spot and read the comment section sometimes. Vox Day's comment section reads like Stormfront, the oh, white wow. supremacist group. I mean, we're talking about people who actually advocate genetical, genet, I'm sorry, genetic inferiority of black people. So it's insane. Yeah. So the puppies didn't win a thing. The, the one thing that they advocated that a lot of people voted for anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy for best movie, which actually won... Um, best uh, best long-form dramatic presentation. Okay. But overall, everyone else got iced out, and there's been a lot of crowing and cheering on one side and a lot of sour grapes on the other and promises to be really crazy, mean, nasty in the next voting thing. So it's been a very interesting time 
in science fiction, fantasy, and the Hugo Awards? I'd say. Do you think they might change how it all works by next year to keep this from happening? I don't know if it's going to happen next year. What I know about the Hugo process is you actually have to vote two years running on something to make it stick. They have actually voted forward a new form of voting that is designed to control what they call slate voting. So it makes it harder for you, an individual ballot, to put in five votes for a single category and have that have weight. Okay. So if it passes next year, I think that's when it kicks in and they change. A lot of people. If there's just a couple hundred people nominating, that'd be really easy to control. But this whole thing has actually created a groundswell. The um, LundCon, LondonCon, which was last year, uh, I don't have my numbers to talk about this, had some 2,000-some-odd people voting in the Hugos, one of the largest ever. Well, this year broke records with 5,900 people voting. Wow. And everybody who buys a membership in uh, year X is qualified to vote in year X plus one. So next year, all those people can participate in, in nominations. So you could conceivably have over several hundred, if not a thousand people offering nominations. So, so this might have actually backfired if you had so many people it should be. Joining, I mean, joining to vote against this Martin, movement. Martin's position was don't change the voting, voting rules because the whole thing behind the puppies ballots has been the left is controlling voting to marginalize the conservatives. And Martin was saying, if you change the rules, you're actually kind of proving them right. My position that I kind of agree with Martin is get out the vote, get more people involved, get more people voting, which definitely happened. Vox Day did muster a lot of people to vote, but a lot more people came in on the other side and stood up. So that is going to carry over the next year. That is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Duncan's pointing and and go ahead. Get on that mic. Uh, I just want to say that seems kind of ironic considering the the full Latin phrase is... uh, uh, vox Dei, Vox Populi, something like that, but the voice of the people is the voice of God. Might be the other way around, but uh, it is. It would make sense for his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he, like I said, he stylizes himself as a Christian libertarian. He does feel he brings a lot of Christian value to science fiction discussions. One of the people he supports is a notorious homophobe, John C. Wright, who um, actually is a recent in like the last seven or eight years convert to Catholicism and has been very outspoken in his um, uh, when he talks about homosexual quote-unquote lifestyle he expressly calls it a perversion of course he does so it's it's crazy um, but I think a lot more people are going to be involved in the voting next year and it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out I don't believe the rules take uh, hold next year, but I could be wrong. But it'll be interesting to see which way things go. And this is really fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's very bizarre. And the thing is, is that day, his name, his real name is Theodore Beale. He's actually, he is, he may very well be genius level intelligence. He is a very smart guy, and he says he's already figured out how to game the proposed system and promises he will do so because a lot of what people have been talking about has been 
burning the Hugos to the ground and just mm. destroying the awards process. And people like George R. R. Martin and a whole bunch of other science fiction luminaries are struggling to try to keep the awards sacred and sure. part of the science fiction tradition. Didn't uh, Neil Gaiman win a Hugo Award and then they changed the rules the next year so comic books couldn't win? That was Sandman and they... That was the they, World, that was World Fantasy Awards, I believe. Oh, you're right, World Fantasy Awards. But there, yeah. was, there was talk about that for... Um, for the Sandman, the uh, shoot, I forget if it's the Thousand and One Nights one or the uh, the Hamlet one, but they actually they did make changes so that there was a graphic novel, um, or they talked about changes for a graphic novel presentation and stuff like that. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean that, and of course, up until now, the biggest news about sci- uh, gaming the system in the Hugos was Battlefield Earth, when a whole bunch of Hubbard fans. Gotcha. Got that on the ballot and got that voted for, and people were just inflamed at that. And of course, it it you know it got crushingly defeated. But yeah, that's because ten you parts, can, man, you can also vote no award in these, and a lot of people made sure that you know any puppy slates were no awarded. Hmm. And there was also controversy because people who were on the slates didn't sure. want to be associated with this. Some people withdrew their nominations. Some others didn't. Dude, it was crazy. The internet acrimony was really, really crazy in the science fiction and fantasy community. I, ironically, it'd be sort of a come to Jesus moment if you, you know, weren't a crazed racist and found yourself on the list. I guess. <laughs> and there were people who were like that. Wow. Yeah. Because they did. It was it. EW dot com, the Guardian UK, but EW dot com actually issued retractions because they posted it's a movement by straight white males to marginalize everybody and larry correa would come in and go guys we've got women on the ballot we've got non-white people on the ballot we're not that way and they would actually issue retractions so there was a lot of one-sidedness in the reporting one of the reasons i suggest the wire.com article is they actually interview and speak to correa and uh vox day as hmm. well as other people about this. And it actually gives an interesting balance, but nevertheless shows you shows you where everybody's coming from. So next year's gonna be interesting. It will be. Wow. Anybody else do something geeky they want to talk about? <laughs> I finished dishonored, but it seemed kind of weak after that. Yeah, dishonored. Yeah. <laughs> I think this I think this, but it came out last week, the super definitive edition that has all the DLC added to it and everything. Does it? Yeah. Nice. That is accurate. Um, there's still some confusion because uh, it came out really recently, so it's it's. Uh, but I'm the not, uh, DLC or di- no, or no, the, the, uh, the, the I think it came edition. out just last week. Yeah, the definitive edition came out. It's um, and it's also the PS4 versions and Xbox One, so yeah. you can have the up upgraded visuals and I mean, all that. It's that already happened. There's already a Dishonored uh, Defin- uh, Ultimate Edition, which has sure. all the DLC, all the pre-order stuff. Sure. I it's, think this is more for the new generation. It's systems. really just a graphics update. That's yeah. the kicker. Ah, okay. Like, I would not... I, I'm a plebs. huge fan of Dishonored, personally, and I would not recommend buying it just for the upgraded graphics, really. I mean, that's... Well, if you played it once, what, what more new is there for you? If, I mean, if they Actually, went, have you played that one? Dishonored, yeah. It's yeah, great. Because I mean, I played it and I, I managed to do it without killing too many people, so I got the happy ending. Yay, all right. I understand that if you... Uh, Duncan Duncan tells me it if you... Too, it was too murdery for you? It, Duncan tells me if you're murdery, that it comes up with a completely different ending and the, and, oh, yeah. uh, the city is screwed. Yeah, yeah it, it comes up, up with the ending. There's you two, failed the city. There's two right? different Worse. bad endings. Okay. I had there's, the same problem with that game 
as I did with Infamous, where in the first two minutes of the game, you go, oh, that's the bad guy. Let me kill that oh. bad guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you absolutely. can't kill him right then? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, fuck you, game. I'm not playing you. Yeah. Now, Duncan can verify that I said the same thing. I said, I need to kill that man right now, and he won't let me do it. Yeah, yeah, the minute that guy popped up, I knew he needed to sure. die. Paul, Paul's happy when the game lasts five minutes. Yeah, there you go. I, yeah. I, uh, I am a big next fan of Dishonored, and I will admit the if like, if the definitive edition, if they promised like if they started changing things, like if I went back and like extended the intro, because you could do that pretty painlessly considering the level breaks. Yeah. So that the intro was more developed. It's you learned so ham-fisted. Yeah. It just, just like, gives you five minutes. Bam! Good guy. Good nerf. guy. Good guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. I, I remember <laughs> playing so that game, good. really enjoying that game. I love this woman. But what really sticks in my brain is that hanging whale at the beginning. That's pretty awful, yeah. <laughs> hanging yeah, whale. Some weird stuff in that game. I've had that trouble. My doctor said, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I found the document that explained that they, 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 uh, they uh, harvest the whales live. There's like this Gross. whole description of the fact that whales are alive right till the end while you're harvesting the oil out of them. So that none, of you, none of you have played the DLC, have you? No. Because first level of the DLC... You visit the whale refineries. Well, then I got to get the definitive edition. <laughs> with a living whale. But Duncan doesn't ref, re, re, uh, recommend that. He doesn't recommend just getting it for the if you get the DLC graphics. Yeah. But the DLCs, like the DLCs are amazing stories. And yeah, like one of the, uh, in the first level, I said that whale, that's another karma decision. You can put that whale down. And it's, it's, uh, it's a hell of a decision because you can't just go ultra pacifist. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. It gets more complex than that, where letting the good, letting this thing live might actually be a really bad thing. Okay, now, actually, the definitive edition is on its way to me right now. <laughs> 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 I'm getting really excited now. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the hell out of the game, though. Great game. Yeah. And I look forward to its next iteration, which should be out in a year. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? Well, oh, I got a call. Put the photon torpedoes I thought away. that what was the? somebody's belly. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the, uh, Andy, went to the... have you been eating full-time torpedoes? I have. <laughs> I, I think that's what they no, put the drink No, he's been laying anyways. them out in my uh, bathroom. No, it's my Twitter. It's some mook named uh, Paul Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me for tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> some of us have a social media empire to we, run. Oh! <laughs> we meant for the listeners to tweet during not the show, me. not you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt your show, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And with that, apology accepted. Minion. <laughs> Weekend Geek! Are we there Ooh. already? Already, absolutely. No, no, you don't give a shit about this week. Yeah, I, I What? I mean, your mileage there. may vary, but there's really nothing that sits heavily in that. These first two could go either way. Paul won't give a shit. Well, probably not for this first one. He's got his phone out. Look at him just over there. Warner Brothers has inked a deal to bring Dante's Inferno to the big screen. The classic 14th century tale, The Divine Comedy, follows Dante's descends into the nine circles of hell to rescue the woman he loves. The studio has snagged the up-and-coming screenwriter Dwayne Worrell, scripts Dante Inferno. Dante's original tale is vivid, visceral portrayal of the different levels of hell, as for Worrell, his uh, script for wartime drama The Wall is currently on the 2014 blacklist. So if you're on the blacklist, you got writing chops. So he's, there's that. I've read that book a couple times, and I do not remember him going to rescue the woman he loves. Well, here's... 
I don't remember that either, according to this thing. I do remember they did the Dante's Inferno video game where he rescues, goes to rescue. Yeah, That's there we go. What they're doing. So I, but let's say they, basically on that. But the script, you got to give a reason besides Virgil wants to take you there. Right. So you know, you, get, you know the reason behind that book is just basically piss off everybody that kicked me out of town. Yeah. Yeah. But what I am excited though is. So you poured it out on the floor. What's wrong with you? Oh, you're Andy's son. Well, Never well. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learned. Whoa, from- sucking! Hello, tongue. It'd be easier That's if you suck my tongue. That's Duncan's phrase. <laughs> Do we need more paper towels? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> he was like, no, "There's no spill." He was like, "Torgo, right, another good green. job, Duncan. You're learning. That's what no, you tell her he, afterward." He did what I did. He dropped it and caught it before it spilled. <laughs> <laughs> But what I am excited for is I love Dante's varying visions of the levels of hell. And CGI is to a point that that could finally be rendered in a very interesting way. Absolutely. So visually, I'm extremely excited. Do I expect a story? No, not at all. But really, I don't want one. I just want, oh, that vision of hell. Oh, that vision of hell. I do hope they don't try and continue and make it a trilogy, even though the Divine Comedy is a trilogy. It is a trilogy, and Purgatorio oh, would snap. not make a great movie. And Paradiso would be impossible. Even worse. Yeah. Wow. They get they get increasingly less interesting to read. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit, look who took Latin class now. <laughs> Latin abilities. That was a that was a. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. It was in Tell Italian. me it was in Italian. Go it was ahead. It in Italian. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. He's in it a lot. Powerless is a potential new show that just received a pilot order from NBC. Wait a minute. Powerless? Powerless. Deadline describes the show as The Office, but with superheroes. So it's a workplace <laughs> comedy that takes place in the DC Comics universe. What? And is set at one of America's worst insurance companies, following a bunch of non-superpowered people who deal with the fallout of living in a world filled with chaos causing heroes and villains. You know, they're, they're just going too far here. All they need to do is do a workplace comedy set in the offices of DC Comics. <laughs> there you go. What a fucking clown car. Now, hey, guys, let's reboot the entire universe again. We just did it last month. Do it again. Woo, well, yay. I did read about their numbers. They're like $2 million under their projected right now. No. Yeah. What? DC? Yeah. What? Now, you're telling me DC is not doing as well as Marvel? Yeah. Dull <laughs> Comics is not doing as well as now, Marvel? They, 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 they equate the reason of being, one, they're big moving because they moved all the offices to the West Coast. Sure. sure yeah. Though. And two, that, that last reboot crossover event didn't do so well. What? Yeah. No. Convergence? I don't, I don't Convergence. like it when Marvel pulls that shit either. But DC's the one that started that garbage. That's right. Fuck them in the neck, as Paul would say. <laughs> I would say. And, and when, this, when this show fails horribly, a few years on the Rhine, Marvel can release Damage Control. Two years series. on the Rhine? The river? The Rhine. The Rhine. The river. This show, Geek Wall Shock? Wallet. 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 What's that uh, That comic series about the uh, the cleanup crews? Damage that, Control. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enter Jeff, two minutes late. You could see, Hello, Andy. You could I'm Andy's here to support your that argument. That needed to be on video for Andy's reaction. He's like, uh, uh, am I in the fucking room? Am I in the goddamn room? Andy just shaking me like, right? like what, what, what's going on? Am I alive anymore? I know I'm old, but damn it. <laughs> 
was incredible. It was an incredible look on his face. <laughs> I always thought that would make a, a, a great TV show. If you look and up, you if you look up the point. definition, I, I did too. You look up the If you look up the definition of incredulous, the picture, a picture of what Andy just looked like, is right there. Incredulous, incredible, incredible. That was incredible. Poor Andy. That was a fucking moment. DC's two biggest heroes, Batman and Superman, aren't expected to make appearances. What? Not shocking. Which means that if we actually see any heroes or villains at all, it'll more likely be lower. There's a broken water main around here. Well, lower tier of villains. They're busy. uh, They're busy destroying those characters as fast as they can. Dude, Kevin Smith on Fat Man on Batman, yeah, cannot stop praising. Yes, yeah. jacking off over the yeah. trailer and over yeah. the Batfleck movie. That's his boy. Uh, yeah. Friday likes Bat. He is so excited. Of course he is. I want to go back to Matt's comment about Aquaman and a broken water main. What would he do? <laughs> Talk to the creatures tumbling out of the water main? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, here's I'm the sorry. Thing. Here's, here's the, the thing. I'm He's not a waterbender. Have you guys... <laughs> well, is he? Have you seen... Uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah, not yet. All right. Yes. So, crux of that plot, this kid invents these microbots, right? Okay. These little magnetic microbots that can form any shape and thing like that, right? Right. And they can be mentally controlled. Now, if Aquaman has telepathic connection with all the creatures of the sea, does that include the single-celled organisms the, I see where you're going. That with this. occupy most of the Holy fucking water. Wow. He is. He could be a goddamn waterbender if they really extend his power. Shit. Uh, don't want to give DC. Why any aren't you writing hint. for DC? Because I'm not a hack job <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul not. would like to stay gainfully employed for like ten years. No, I would he like to stay gainfully employed. Latin training. I do have Latin <laughs> training. Well, why not? You can't fuck with Latin training, man. Why don't they take it? Why don't they do that? Why don't they have uh, his uh, powers suddenly expand to where he can communicate with even the single-celled organisms, and then he'd have full, like, he'd be able to build coral shit. Yeah. And then, and then, Dude, you yourself said it. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to. Hey there, fish. Anything going on under the sea? Any trouble? Any bad guys I should know about? <laughs> Now imagine a single cell <laughs> organism. It's <laughs> 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 fucking fish. It's all ones and zeros, baby. <laughs> but if we figure out a way to expand his powers and uh, make it make so him that, more like Namor, yeah, make it more well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, why don't they just stop? Why don't Why don't they just why don't fold? They just sell themselves no. to Marvel. I know. I like smaller costumes. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. There's 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 a good no, chunk of DC stuff. There is no line of thought you can pursue that Andy will not step in front of the train and stop it yeah. fucking dead. <laughs> Hold his hand out and just go fuck you, train. Bam. <laughs> Death to that line of thought. I am the train stop. <laughs> Not even a train wreck. A train stop. They call me the derailer. (laughs) (laughs) There's also no word on whether this will take place in the new DC Cinematic Universe. What the fuck is this? The the Office with Superheroes. Oh, thank you. Or the separate TV universe of Arrow and The Flash, or an entirely new TV universe of its own. I believe that was news we don't give a shit about. (laughs) Like I said, they're on the edge. Arrow, hey, Paul, Mm -hmm. did you see your boy, Stephen Amell? 
I didn't Oliver watch, Queen. I didn't watch Summer fighting Slam. fighting universe in the ring in wrestling. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, <laughs> SummerSlam, but I heard it went. Did he used lukewarm. to? Did, did he actually? Uh, did he used to wrestle? I don't understand the connection there. He may I, have. Is he just a big fan? There's this thing. I think he's just a big fan, and they he's put a him fan, in and then there's this kind of crossover stuff. It's similar to how. Um, Seth Rollins called out John Stewart. All right. And then John Stewart ended up hosting SummerSlam. Right. This just this last Sunday. They're running out of ideas, aren't they? Like, oh, <laughs> uh, we get the, Dude, the arrow and now, guy. And I have to say. Well, here's the thing. The reason is there's a, there's a wrestler uh, who goes by the name Neville now. He's got a first name, but they're just calling him Neville now. Look at this face. He just, exactly. He moved, up from, uh, <laughs> he moved up from NXT. Are they calling him Neville or Neville now? Never. I know, I was thinking the same fucking thing. That's the Never reboot. Never now. Call me Never now. Wow. My Jeff life. singing Sword of Harmony. Never <laughs> now. Now, because, you anyway, know, Paul, I watched Neville, that. Neville, Neville has, now. has he's, they, he goes by the moniker, the man who gravity forgot, and he's got some really great... Right, he's got some really great I acrobatic wish Gravity moves. would forget me, right? <laughs> fucking cunt. Yeah, yeah. When's that hat? When's my gravity forgetting? He has some really great aerial moves, and what his big move is this jump off the top turnbuckle, fucking crazy three sixty flip in the air, and then splash. And it's and the, splash. The move so. is yeah. The move is known as the red arrow. So ah. that's kind of what garnered the whole red arrow, green arrow. Wow. That's interesting. Because I saw <laughs> the clip of the thing where Universe <laughs> smacks him. Oh, shit. And I have to say, What's that, JR? props to Stephen Amell. Because he totally, he actually doesn't go into a, a, a wrestling kind of overdramatic, uh, you know, shake the head and raise his hand. He actually sits there with this dazed, what the fuck did he just do look on his face? Like a normal human being would do if somebody <laughs> cold cocked you, some and then some, some, and then some acting he, jobs, and then he yeah, it was awesome. And then he does a patented nice little green arrow. He just vaults right over the barrier and goes up into the ring, and then starts pummeling on the guy. It was actually kind of fun, but I was really impressed because I just when Universe punched him, his hat flew off, and he just sat there with this totally real like. Did he just fucking? Did what the what the? What Ow! The fuck? Yeah, you know this hurts, and I'm confused. And it was awesome. I have to say, it you know it actually made me. I think I will watch season three when it comes out on Netflix. Oh, I thought you were going to watch wrestling. <laughs> no, no, you have my hopes up for a no, second. No, no, yeah, get your hopes up. Uh, I promise you, it'll it'd be, be easier if you sucked Andy's dick. No, it's, you got to pay extra promise, for that. But I can promise it'll be better the, the than PG era. era the <laughs> and it'll be less murdery. <laughs> At least fake murdery. We save real murders for wrestling behind the scenes. Oh man! <laughs> wow! Wow! Character yep. assassination and whatnot. There you go. Heyo! In sad news, Yvonne Craig, who we oh, knew yeah. and loved as Batgirl in the 1966-68 Batman TV series, uh, died of breast cancer. Oh no. She was 78 years old. 
Craig's other appearances include The Man from Uncle, Star Trek. She was Marta in Whom Gods Destroy. Yep. Orion and, Slave Girl. And, yeah, and The Six Million Dollar Man from 2009, 2011. She, she provided, played The Six Million Dollar Man? Yeah, she's really versatile. Played him like a <laughs> and, uh, from Hi, I'm Andy. Let me piss on this. 2009, 2011, <laughs> she provided the voice of Grandma in Nickelodeon's Olivia. BBC America has announced that it will be making a brand new TV series based on Douglas Adams' book series, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. This will be the second time the absurd detective will get his own TV show. In the short-lived first series, the adaptation ran between 2010 and 2012, but for only four episodes before ending up on the chopping block. The new BBC America series will be written by Chronicles' Max Landis and will be transplanted to America. Quote, in the unexpected world of the hyper, absurd, ridiculous Dirk Gently, with an utter fresh, comedically self-aware tone, this series is equally sincere in its danger, humor, violence, and drama, unquote. The idea to write Dirk Gently was inspired by an episode of Doctor Who, Douglas Adams, who had penned a Who serial called Shada, which was left unfinished because of strikes during filming. Elements of this story were used by Adams in the first Gently novel, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, published in 87. The sequel, The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul, was published in 88. Adams also began work on a third novel, The Salmon of Doubt, but he sadly passed away in 2001 before finishing it. Yeah. There's no reason that couldn't be transplanted to America with, without with any... You wouldn't lose anything. It's, okay. it's solid. It, it's... Yeah. I mean... Would you still have? Is he a very British character? Or? No, that's the thing. He isn't where he isn't terribly British. I mean, okay, yeah, it's it's uh, it would, would be fun. I didn't see the. I didn't realize he'd even made a first one. It must have been really under the radar for me to miss that. But I think <clears> we actually <throat> announced it on the show. Did we really? <laughs> <laughs> I may. You have were been too busy trying to figure out a derail, and you got lost. <laughs> How can I fuck this up? Oh, he's on the you next. You think subject. I need to figure these out? Come on, they just come naturally. <laughs> Brian Anzarello's crime comic, 100 Bullets, had a 10-year run, lasting from 1999 to 2009. The 100-issue award-winning series surrounded the mysterious Agent Graves, who gave victims a handgun, 100 untraceable bullets, and information about the person who ruined their lives in an effort to see whether they'll take revenge, given the chance. Tom Hardy is now involved with a film adaptation. (sighs) Oh, Hardy will produce and possibly star for New Line. The if move- I can't play Punisher, I'll play 100 Bullets. That'll show them. It'll show them all. Oh. The movie has a script in place by Chris Sir. Uh, <laughs> by writer Chris Borelli. You want to go get some waffles? <laughs> Oh, uh, is there chicken with him? Uh, of course. Oh, I like the chicken. Waffles wow. Chicken Batman or... pirate. I like yeah. that one, Andy. Waffles at all. Uh, I think tonight I'll put blueberry syrup on them. Though the pilot is being kept under wraps, THR sources indicate that the plan is to stick close to the source material. It's going to be 100 bullets now. Now I'm hundred bullets. See, now I realize that his Tom Hardy Bane is Mumra sped up. Ah. (laughs) Paul's admitted there's five of them, and he just does a few variations. I'm I'm hearing Mumra talk to Marmot right now. 
but higher pitched. There's not a lot the human voice can do. There's only so far it can go. As opposed to the variations that Andy does. Yeah. So you're saying saying he's no Mel Blank. Not yet. Yeah, go with Blank Mel. (laughs) Blank Mel. There you go. Blank Mel. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Oh, come on, Buck. It'd be easier if you'd suck my dick. <laughs> wow, it's like he's right in the room. Right. Exactly, Buck. Beedy, 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 beedy. I'm the little silver guy. Beedy, Which beedy, would beedy, make beedy. it very hard to suck his dick because you had to get really low. That's what are you sure. talking about? He's the perfect height <laughs> for you. It depends or, on the. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I need tiny dwarfs. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is yeah. in negotiations beedy, beedy, to star beedy, beedy, beedy. in Passengers, the sci-fi romance with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt in the lead roles. How are they going to have hey, Lawrence Chris Fishburne everything. and Jennifer Lawrence in the same movie? People and are going to get confused. <laughs> That's right. They're going to be <laughs> fucked up. Jennifer Fishburne? Who's that? Jennifer Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Cowboy Curtis lady. <laughs> Shooting a bow and arrow. Passengers, written by John Spates, is set on a space ship transporting thousands of people to another world and follows a man who is accidentally woken up due to a malfunction and his decision to wake up a fellow passenger so he doesn't have to be alone oh yeah the dick yeah. michael sheen is apparently playing a robot in the film and there's no yet word yet who fishburn will be playing and Sci-Fi has announced plans to develop Frederick, uh, Frederick Pohl's hugo and nebula award-winning novel gateway into a new scripted series Story will follow humanity's first encounter with a mysterious ancient alien civilization. David Icke, who's behind Battlestar Galactica, and Josh Pate uh, from Falling Skies are set to produce, with Icke attached as showrunner. Here's the pitch. In Gateway, humanity discovers an asteroid teeming with the long-abandoned spaceships of an advanced alien race, the Heechi. The who? The Heechi. The Heechi. I didn't say anything that time, but I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you grab your balls. (laughs) No, that was just regular ball grammar. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. I, did, I shouldn't have even brought Are it you up. Hoping someone calls you so it vibrates. Look at his phone. Look where his phone is, dude. If it is in his phone, what it's a mean? bottle of beer. Whatever it is, it's between his legs. It'd be easier oh, yeah. to call my phone. We're lucky it's not a cheerleader. Please call me, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah. Setting in motion a gold rush for alien artifacts and technology. The ships are pre-programmed, transporting their voyagers to distant worlds of riches or certain death. Untaunted by the peril or the odds, Prospector Robinette Broadhead gambles everything on a journey to Gateway. After one nightmare mission, he returns to extraordinarily wealth and luxury, but is haunted by the loss of his crewmates, including the love of his life. Uh, Pohl's novel was originally published in 1977. Marks yet another space set addition to the Schedule 4 Sci-Fi Channel. The network is already airing Dark Matter and Killjoys and has ambitious original The Expanse currently in development. So they finally got their head out of the ass and stopped airing wrestling and SmackDown. and. Oh, no, they still air that. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But they're at least committing to some sci-fi. It's nice to uh, see. Dark Matter is actually pretty good. I've been enjoying it so far. They have been uh, licensing some pretty solid properties. I wanted to show you guys something from Bermuda. Oh, oh thank can, you. Can you, show the the visit, can you show the listeners as well? Look, Jeff, look what's in Bermuda. <laughs> the Stargate. The Stargate. 
I went through a Stargate in Bermuda. Shit, I that's have, what it takes. I have a feeling that's the closest you're going to get to that. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch 20 episodes by the end of the year. Wow! So that people can donate 20 bucks to oh, Child's man. Play. The checks in the mail. The checks in the mail in my mouth. butt. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I won't it's come easier in your mouth. if you suck in my dick. <laughs> I've never made such a promise to you, Andy. Nor <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, will I. <laughs> closest promise you'll get is here it comes. <laughs> I don't see him covering his mouth and giggling. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try that. <laughs> Works like a charm. <laughs> CW President Mark Pedowitz opened up about the Netlets development slate. First up, Friday the 13th. The series would apparently expand beyond the camp and focus on the city of Crystal Lake. Producer Long Mitchell chatted with the Legion of Leia about how they're reworking the concept of Jason Voorhees to build a workable mythology that can support an ongoing series. They're playing it as if the slasher history is real and inspired the Friday the 13th film franchise, as we all know. The series will be set in the city of Crystal Lake and follow a cop who starts digging into the past murders in search of his missing brother. Mitchell says, quote, I don't think we really wanted to do a show about a guy with a machete chasing girls in tube tops. We couldn't do that on a weekly basis. What? So what ends up happening is a cop comes into town looking for his brother. He realizes his brother was there searching into the past murders and realizes that his personal story is tied into Jason's personal story. What we're going to do is basically acknowledge that the people came to this town after these killings happened and they made all these movies and now the town has a stigma. Our show is, here's the true story, here's the real story of Jason. It's been taken and exploited, so we have the young crowd who doesn't know if he's an, he is except for what they've seen in the movies. The older crowd is afraid of him. We have a lot of people who have scars from him. The underlying thematic of the whole thing is that Jason is a monster in this town. He openly wears a mask, but everybody in this town wears a mask. Underneath those is the monster, unquote. That's deep. Jesus. Wow. That's that, that an interesting like concept. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the moment I read Friday the 13th, I'm like, oh, that's going to be news you don't give a shit about. But <laughs> this... Is an intriguing concept. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to that. I if, mean, if I it's mean, done well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well. It's, I mean, uh, there's going to be obviously a twins' peaksiness about it. That's description, but I, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Pines yeah. was actually very good. The novel is fantastic, but the TV show was good. If you like that Twin Peaks thing, so I'm, I'm ready for more of that. Cool. Of course, if it's under the dome, it can yeah, suck it a could, yeah, it could really tank. They are also doing the Archie-inspired Riverdale. It's in, been in development for a while. It seems the network is serious about bringing uh, Greg Berlani's uh, modern-day spin to the high school love triangle to life. Archie Andrews has been enjoying a renaissance of late with Mark Way's relaunched flagship book and the acclaimed horror comic Afterlife with Archie. Uh, and last but not least, uh, for genre fair, they're going to do Frequency, based on the 2000 film of the same name. Like the movie, the series will follow a father who makes contact with his adult son in the future via ham radio. The original film starred Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel, and Jeremy Carver, who's behind Supernatural, is penning the pilot for this one, and development has migrated from NBC to the CW. So three things on the CW slate. That don't sound bad at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about this one. Um Probably more so than the Freddy reboot we talked about. Yeah. 
So what, yeah. last week. So yeah. I can get excited. They're just gonna get you all worked up and then screw you. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. all worked yeah, up really. and then screw. Them. I call that a third date. Yeah. <laughs> And earlier this year, it was announced that ABC was producing a spinoff of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hooray! <laughs> Thank goodness. But, oh, I've been so, you know, I mean, I watched Marvel's of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm like, oh, Marvel's of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why aren't there more of <laughs> Marvel's of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> I'm like, man, if I can't get enough of this Marvel's of S.H.I.E.L.D. Tell boy, me about this oh boy, gr- I need a lot. Tell me about this Marvels of Shield, Grandpa. So Marvels Marvel, of Shield Mattingly. happens with the man who goes. Is it on hey. the interwebs? It's on the interwebs. It's also on the Luhus. You go, hey, Marvels of Shield, and he goes, I'm Marvels of Shield, and I'm going to be make a snarky comment and send people to go fight, and it's like, oh boy, this is bad news, huh? Yeah, everything's bad news every episode. Boy, 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 things are heavy, and then by the end of it, it's like, ha ha, giggles. But then I'm like, Marvels of Shield. How is this really happening? He's like, just wait till the movie comes out. We're going to tie it all together. I'm like, I don't believe you, Marvel's a shield. And sure enough, I'm right. (laughs) But before the news sank in, they quickly backtracked and mixed the uh, series. Oh, because they listened to fucking Paul. God damn it. I hate you. (laughs) Die in a fire, you bastard. This is why we can't have nice things. Yes. Um, We can have nice things. (laughs) Marvel's a shield ain't a fucking nice thing. According to Variety, three people in this room disagree with you, Paul. Uh, uh, you have every right. You have every right to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> According to Variety, the spinoff is back on. Yay! Victory yeah. for the good. <laughs> good wins over Paul. Hollywood, fuck you to Paul. I love you. That show is garbage. <laughs> that show is abject garbage. ABC is finalizing a deal for an upcoming series so called. My favorite show is He Man. But anyways, called my Mar- favorite show is not He Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Marvel's Most Wanted. It will Ooh. center on Shield favorites Bobby Morse, aka, AKA Mockingbird, and Lance Hunter. Both characters were at the forefront of Ages of Shield's second season. Marvel's mm-hmm. Most Wanted will follow Morse and Hunter on their many adventures together. The series was co-created by Shield producers Jeffrey Bell and Paul, whatever that name is. the pilot. It's what episode would Jake say that you don't try it to is even episode say 300. that name? Give it a shot, Next man. week Come on Marvels of S.H.I.E.L.D. Another Marvels of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not. I, I, I will try. All right. Everybody, quiet. Drum roll. Zabizwisk. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's the heir to the Zabizwisk battered. Yeah, exactly. The fucking pancake fortune. Zabizquick. I thought that it's made the whisks. Nope. Okay. They make the whole cake. What you like is a bisquick? Contrary mm-hmm. to the box, Biscuit does not make the best pancakes. No? Oh. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Can you prove it? Yes. Okay. Who makes oh. the best? My mom. That's an excellent question. Uh, Aunt Jemima's <laughs> mix was pretty good. I like that one a lot. That's an excellent question. <laughs> Just answer it. Let Don't you analyze. have a fucking answer? Let Did you not hear what I said? The goddamn journalist. <laughs> he said Aunt Jemima. Yeah, they had uh, the pre-mix, uh, the Just Add Water pancake mix that was pretty darn good. Uh-huh. That is pretty yeah, darn good from 80s Jeff. <laughs> 80s Jeff advertising firm says, <laughs> pretty darn good. <laughs> you can do worse. Eat this shit. tight. Hey, or you, you can don't suck like Biscuit, do you? Dick. What's Take better now? choice. Somewhat. Enjoy it. Talk about a pancake. Don't write me. 80s Jeff advertising whoa, firm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not make that the second it's choice. It's pretty good. <laughs> It's just okay. You want a rolled crepe? Suck Andy's dick. 
Oh God! Go a for rolled that, crepe. Aunt Jemima. That's what it's oh, like. Oh yeah, boom, Bisquick. <laughs> it's like a rolled it's crepe down there. <laughs> it's the Bisquick of dicks. Oh! It's stuffed with cheese. I think you may have titled the show yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves powder all over your counter. <laughs> yeah. You want to call it your counter? It's called pubic dandruff. Come oh. on. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey. That's head and we shoulders. We need to get you some head and shoulders and balls. <laughs> head and shoulders and balls. <laughs> wow. He got Jeff. <laughs> I need some of that. That sounds good. <laughs> well, I got. I know a good Korean God, massage man. place. There you go. That's one of the. That's that's option number four. Uh, head, I shoulders want head and balls. I wish. Balls. <coughs> I wish I actually didn't have personal experience with this. But if you put head and shoulders in your balls, it hurts. <laughs> I thought that was only pert plus. No. Is Does this? it hurt as bad as the painful reality of dick dander? Because I mean, sometimes there's pains. It's worth it. Dick dander is a Private great eye. British science fiction series featuring. <laughs> I just tell him I'm powdering it because of heat, you know. I tell him it's baby powder. <laughs> powder because of heat. It's baby powder. A ton of fucking baby powder. You know it from that distinct smell. Yeah, you know it from the baby powder. You smell that baby powder smell? No. <laughs> well, that's well, what it is. is. All right, that is. Scentless baby powder. No, no, no. I got yeah, scentless. Uh huh. Yeah, that's anything more, but scentless. Yes, yeah, Jesus. Exactly. I was gonna say. His baby, I'm taking his baby powder back to the store. It smells like rotten dick. <laughs> what Things the? I did not want to learn from 800. <laughs> I, I think Duncan is going to walk home. <laughs> He's like, why did I ask to come watch the show? Oh. Dad, you got a rolled up crepe down there? Mine doesn't look like that. What? Mom, mom. <laughs> Is it really a rolled up curve? <laughs> Some scars will never heal, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that you're ripping off that Band-Aid oh, now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Got to air it out. You might get the dick dang. Yeah. <laughs> Rip off that Band-Aid. You don't want to follow in your daddy's footsteps. No. <laughs> They're all fluffy and covered with powder. <laughs> <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Follow. Oh, his, I know who's been here before. <laughs> follow his dander trail. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dick Dander. Fact Check Andy presents The Horrifying Snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Second Base. <laughs> there may be snow on the roof, baby, but there's fire down below. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Cancel that. Reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Fire on the roof and there's snow down below. Yeah. Where are you going? Come back. I haven't paid for dinner yet. Hang tight, mama. My pants have got the blizzard of 95 going on. Oh, yeah. Just let me, just let me open this up. <laughs> like, like Bisquick, add water. <laughs> it's like someone broke a snow globe in my boxers. It's okay. Just add some road salt. (laughs) That'll at least mask the taste. (laughs) And to bring it back half circle. um, (laughs) Half circle. (laughs) 
Matt Ryan will reprise his role as John Constantine in the upcoming season of Arrow. Constantine, which ran for 13 episodes in NBC last season, became a cult favorite with a huge social media presence and a significant Save Our Show effort when it was announced that NBC wasn't ordering the back nine or a later second season. The CW was considered a last hope for Constantine to get a second season pickup before the cast and crew's contracts lapsed earlier this summer. So, Arrow's getting some Constantine. Arrow's getting a lot of stuff. There's been so many announcements about Arrow and Flash in the last couple of weeks that I'm I'm like, I can't put, it would be the show. If we just did that, yeah, I mean, I just saw one this afternoon for uh, what Jesse Quick got cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's insane how much they're they've got behind those shows. Yeah, now. they're doubling down on it. Yeah. Jesse Quick, a chick who runs fast, a fast chick. Yep, Paul. name Quick. Yep. <laughs> who is playing her? Uh, something something Bell. Daniel Day Lewis. No. <laughs> oh no no it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> right, he's in everything. He's in everything. So who's in the show? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And thank you for joining us. Episode 300, and we're going to have lots more for you. This isn't done. This That's is right. This is, this is the middle. We didn't We've spend it all begun. in this episode. The middle. It feels like we did. You mean we're only going to have 600 episodes and that's it? That's the plan. No, come on. (laughs) The first third, maybe? 2,000 or bust. That's 2,000 or bust. You heard it here first. All right. That's what Andy says to all his dates. 2,000 on the Paul show. Yes. 2,000 flushes is different. 2,000 on the Paul show. 2,000 or Paul gets a contract with Comedy Central. Ah. Hey, you you think I'd stop this? I wouldn't stop this. He'd drink us up and bring us along. I'd be scared. Yeah, bring him back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, Andy. Easy, I'll Skype in. No, no, he needs an anchor. <laughs> I'll Skype in. He needs an anchor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> I need more stuff holding me back. <laughs> around, that's exactly what I need. Around his neck. Holding me back. I need as many challenges as possible. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Tonight on the Paul Show, Fact Check Andy, and this is our last episode yeah, exactly. on Comedy Central. First and last. Sorry, everyone. Stroke <laughs> 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 Yay! Uh, applause. Yeah. Wait a minute. National audience. <laughs> my suck my dick thing. Wait a minute. I like this. Let's go for it. <laughs> and a catchphrase was born. <laughs> Jump yeah. ahead to 2025. But by the, by <laughs> welcome the time to Geek you Shock, it, episode number 520. <laughs> <laughs> if you said that on national TV, your your catchphrase would be "Have a second, a man." What? People are making T-shirts. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fucking guy said, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> That's all I care about. Happy second of day. Actually, 10 years from now, that'd be episode 820, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Because we're you. at 300 now. Excuse me. Ooh. 10 years. Mm, buckle in. I can't math everything. today. <laughs> How many years now is this for the podcast? When did you, when did you guys podcast start? Seven, I believe. Did you? Has it I been know. seven for the podcast? I believe so. My God. Yeah. 2007. So said? that means eight for the video show or nine for the video show? Wasn't well, it 2006 that you guys started? Uh, October of 2007 is when we started the video show. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's a significant portion of life. Eight yeah. years for the video show. Though. What do you got to show for it? Absolutely not. Yeah. We, we got nothing to show for <laughs> wow. it. Sad tears. You're looking at it, John. We, uh, we have a ton of web content. Yes, sure. we do. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Matt. Just because and, uh, not all of us can go on cruises with, you know... <laughs> You know we have a show for it. A lot of great fans. And thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us on this. And yeah, until this next ride. time, I am Master Targo. The Paul Show. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. 
back check Maple Leaf Matt. Something, something, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Oh, that's Woo-wee. great. 300 episodes. Wow. wow. I feel old. You, well, okay, so what are, you, what are you looking for on a name, Duncan? <laughs> actually, something, something, Duncan. Not bad. Something, something, good. Duncan, actually. <laughs> Not too bad. kind of works. You could be Man at Arms because that's his name is Duncan. Mm. That's a stretch. No, it's not. <laughs> or like, Man in Arms' name is Duncan. Or Duncan I, I know Dundas. that. Or like, product of the crepe. Don't listen to him. It, to- <laughs> it took him four like months to get a name. From, from the crepe. Four months. Tales Crape from the crepe. Tales from the crepe. Yes. <laughs> Tales from the crepe, Duncan. That's it. <laughs> He's Tales That's, from the crepe. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the fastest naming ever. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, sometimes when that shit sticks, it sticks. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but, oh. ladies and gentlemen, wash your balls. <laughs> Even if you don't have some, wash them. Shave it. Manscape and wash. Or someone else's. Oh, <laughs> there is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's quite breathtaking. Scrotum. Breathtaking. He recommend. was the lead use- singer of the band uh, Sprung from the Crepe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sprung from the crate featuring Shorn Scrotum. Yeah, Sprung I know. from the crate. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. I got to use your sink. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Stay out of there. You guys already oh. destroy his bathroom every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's Paul. No, That's Paul. no yeah, all of you guys. Fine. Yeah, like, not me. Never fine. me. If, all right. Well, if you are currently you, pointing a finger, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking a chance with a regular shampoo? They just rinse away loose dandruff. Later, new flakes can return. Head and shoulders help stop flakes where they start before they start. Because you get one chance to make a first impression.